Repete grafete. Grafete é gostoso demais. Quem bebe grafete, repete grafete. Grafete é gostoso demais. Quem bebe grafete, repete grafete. Repete grafete, grafete é gostoso demais. Grafete é gostoso demais. Daddy, what does raw mean? Dun dun. Dave. Sponsor? Dave. No. Not no. yet. Dave. Of course not. Um, so here on the hard line, and especially here at Grape Fest, we were saddened last week to learn about the passing of Robbie Knievel, the son of Evil Knievel. He passed away at the age of 60. He had been suffering from pancreatic cancer, and uh, he died in Reno with his daughters by his side. And we talked on the air about the fact that the original interview that I did with him in 2001 for the Musers was lost to eternity. Literally in the ether. We could not find it anywhere. Well, P1 Marcus to the rescue because he found it in some long-lost rant archive that, no I, wasn't, that I wasn't even aware of because I originally played the interview on the Musers because they were the ones who sent me out as a reporter because he was uh, Robbie Knievel was going to do a jump out at the Texas Motor Speedway before an IndyCar race. Right, he was going to jump Rich Phillips. Yes. And then we replayed it that Saturday on the rant. So 2001 is heyday of the rant. Mm-hmm. You just heard the rant revival. And so it was myself and Gordon and Corby. And it was high times, and we did listen to the playback of the entire interview. And if you don't know the context of why Robbie Knievel is important, not just because of this interview, because a quote from this interview ended up being the impetus for the open of the show that was on Saturdays after the rant, the orphanage that I did with Danny. And this is how that theme song starts. Did you hear how you were born? Two boxcars crashed together and you popped out of the hobo's spot. <laughs> so that's the open to the orphanage. Right. And it's based around the Robbie Knievel joke that no one understood. No. Yes, I'm still it's trying so to crazy. get a visual there. Yeah, so let's listen back to the original interview and uh ham if we can stop and start if if corby or bob want to call for a, a pause at any point we can play the where were you at the motor speedway yes it okay. was it was like in uh in the suites at the texas motor speedway okay so it wasn't like in pit row it was up right. in the offices or in the suites. was he dressed like his dad well we get to that here ah, so there's right. a not only do you get to hear the original interview, but you get to hear a little bit of setup between the rant, the three of us okay. talking about the interview. Okay. And then afterwards, we'll get to the reason why it was such an automatic joke for Robbie to pull out of his hat at that moment. So this is the rant from 2001. We wanted to get into Davey's interview with Robbie Knievel. Robbie Knievel, the son of Evil Knievel, he's now the world's most known daredevil yeah, at least the one that's most active it seems like he's carried that mantle on from his father and he dresses like we his father such tiny and kind of the, the skin suits the red white and blue skin suits yeah. with the belt was he out there wearing that when you saw him he was not wearing his his skins his red white and blue leather <laughs> right. suit he was wearing uh, jeans and uh, american flag denim shirt oh god 
And denim he, jeans and a denim shirt. Yeah. It's always a good look. And, uh, you know, because it had the three panels, like the stripes and then the stars right. and then the solid shield. Sure. And, um, and then uh, he had a mullet. You are kidding me. No. Yeah. He's he's he got the receding hairline and the mullet and then he had he had grown a goatee. Has he been reduced to that? And he, he reduced. And he uh <laughs> I think he's gonna have to do a little bit of training before the jump. A little fat? A little just, chunky? Just a little chunky. Yeah. He has weight on him. Did you see him? Those, no, I've seen him before on television, even for this. I don't think I've ever seen the guy. I'm oh, if you see him, this is Why do we all sound like chipmunks? All of us. Because he's just real rednecky and I don't know just, if that's just how you know, we sounded or if it's a result. Yeah, it's probably like the recording. tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just K- time. Kindergarten Corby. Yeah. yeah. Time does this hey, to audio. Michael Jackson would Watch love it. you. Watch it. Probably need to get to this. Oh. I don't think we can do it here, can we? Oh. What time do we break? 45. All right, yeah, we can do it here. Go, 46. Go, 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 All right, here's go, go, go. Davey with Robbie Can Even. Listen for Robbie's final comment, and Dave basically can't have any response to it. <laughs> Here with uh, Captain Ronnie Knievel. What kind of captain? Ronnie? Robbie Knievel. Oh, stop <laughs> you know, it there. Yeah, I messed up his name right out of the gate. Oh, oh my a, God, dude. What a rough way to start an interview is not knowing his first name. Ronnie? <laughs> Here with uh, Captain Ronnie Knievel. What kind of captain? Ronnie? Robbie Knievel. Oh. <laughs> what did I say? Did I say Ronnie? Yeah. Oh. Boy, that was a slip up. All right, take two. Is that on purpose? Here with no. Captain Robbie oh. Knievel. What kind of captain are you? I'm a bell captain. I'm, one, I'm a captain kangaroo, whatever kind of captain you want me to be. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a captain because Smoke. my dad kind of named me that when he said I was a captain of my own ship when I joked Caesar's Palace back in 89. But uh, I like to joke about it. So it's a nickname that stuck. Yeah. And I, I says, I, I don't like that. And some guy says, I'll just spell it with a K. So I did. And then it's that. All right, you're here at the Motor Speedway. You're going to be jumping uh, prior to the uh, Chevy 500 Indy race on September 16th. They're uh, going to line up 20 Indy cars. Stop, pause it here. This doesn't even sound like Dave. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird hearing this. I know. I don't understand. All right, go ahead. Feet long. It's uh, called the $10 million Texas IndyCar Jump. Your impressions right off? Very impressed. I'm, uh, when they mentioned IndyCars, I was like, new record. Nobody's ever done it. I mean, just jumping at Texas Speedway is impressive enough, but to do it for the fans here where my dad holds the biggest ratings right here in Dallas is great. Now, a what? guy on a motorcycle jumping race cars, <laughs> that's kind of like a hillbilly wet dream, isn't it? <laughs> kind of a hillbilly dream? I don't know. Um, if you want to call it that, I guess that's okay. Okay, but uh, it's a little more serious to me than that. Well, no, I'm saying for the fans. Oh, well, I don't call any of my fans hillbillies either, but uh, go, I Dave. think they'll be very impressed, whatever fans show up. Now, I remember your dad back in the 70s. I was just a kid, and I always used to get confused, I guess because of the jumpsuits. I always used to think he was related to Elvis. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, my dad and mom did know uh, Elvis and Priscilla years ago, and uh, my dad got the idea of the cape from Elvis, and uh, Elvis got the idea of the belt buckle from my dad. Wow. And, and White trash exchange program. I forget <laughs> what it was, but that that's a true story. Throughout your dad's career, he had 14 surgeries, 36 months in the hospital, 37 broken bones. Does he still have scoreboard on you, or are you catching up? 
I'm catching up. I'm only at about 16 broken bones, knee surgeries, you know, vertebrae, lumbars, concussions, a lot of separations, a lot of torn ligaments. And uh, they've had to put me to sleep twice to get the payment out of my ass. So. What? Yeah, I'm catching up. <laughs> I don't want to catch up. <laughs> I don't want 14 major operations. I know that. Now, you've jumped the, uh, the fountain at Caesars Palace, of course, the Grand Canyon, about to jump the Indy cars. Are you running out of stuff to jump? What's left? Like Jerry Jones' ego? Yeah, no, I, I guess. Um, it's weird how Time different left. records pop up when you think there is nothing left. And I still have some really great ideas, um, Canada to America. And, you know, I, I really don't like what? to talk about them because then some oh. other guy goes out there and does it for less money and he doesn't Ooh. get a live television show and <laughs> hooks me up. Some guy jumped at the train, real wimpy, on a corner, you know, a regular train in Oregon as soon as he heard my idea back in 1989. So, you know, I had to find a steam engine and do it better. <laughs> so there are a lot of wussy imposters out there yeah there's guys out there that try and do it but the thing is i've done everything and i've, I've been out there 31 years and paid my dues so nobody can really take anything away How from me is he? well you're a, a daredevil obviously no, he's like kind of an adrenaline junkie but everybody has their limits want to run some scenarios by you see if you would go through with them all right okay <laughs> all right jump between the uh, twin towers in new york I've thought about that. I haven't been up there to look at it. I know it's really windy, and I'm not sure how far apart they are. If it's a city block, it's impossible. How about jump from one aircraft carrier to another aircraft carrier wearing a suit of meat and shark-infested waters? <laughs> suit of meat and shark-infested waters. Now, that's, that sounds good. A Maybe the network suit. go for that one. <laughs> I was thinking of putting helicopters hovering in between them. Jump over the blades? Because if I hit the blades, I'd be shark meat. <laughs> yeah, you'd just chum the water. Exactly. <laughs> All right, how about uh, jump over Palestine, dropping nude photos of Yasser Arafat? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has no idea who Yasser Arafat is. All right, how about get a million paper cuts and jump into a swimming pool filled with Bactine? Sounds good. Bactine. All these sound good so far. Go ahead. All right, uh, last one, have unprotected sex with a hobo. <laughs> Is that, too, is that too risky? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear how you were born? Two boxcars crashed together and you popped out of the oval spot. Oh, my. All right, what in the <laughs> What? <laughs> wait, wait. What? Turn it up. I want to hear what it's talking well, about. Two boxcars bumped together and you popped out of the, the hobo's, hobo's butt. butt. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That's crazier than anything you've ever said. <laughs> and he said it like it's an established joke. Right. <laughs> like you ever heard this one? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> is it an established And the last, uh, no, there, you can take it down. Maybe had from, you can take it down. I think it is. Obviously, that, you don't just no. come up with that. No, I think he came up with Did it. Did you hear how and, you were born? And you could hear when, uh, when he started, when he thought about it, because he stopped, he was laughing and going, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey did, you, did you hear how you were born? Uh, Two boxcars crash together and pump out of those butt. <laughs> that is the greatest line ever uttered. So, I think we just... we did replay last week the etymology of that joke, and it was from a morning show interview that was like ten years later when you were filling in on the morning show. We played this last week, but mm -hmm. we'll just play this short clip. So it goes back to. Evil Knievel telling his kids how they were born. So that's why it, it stuck was with him. right there yes. on the tip of his tongue. Yes, and he heard the word hobo. Yeah, it yeah. triggered him. Yeah, so let's listen to that bit of audio. Here? On the ticket. I think it's going to be we're, here. We're working on it. Oh. It's mostly 
This part's going to be on the ticket. It was in the email. I'm sorry. Ham is learning that at 5 p.m. all the computers up here just slow down. Oh well, we no! We got to get going too, but we wish you luck on Saturday. And just real quick, do you uh, do you remember the story about you being adopted? Uh, that your dad. Like, like do you remember how you were born? Well, he he used to say he used to tell my brother two boxcars crashed together and he popped out of a hobo's butt, <laughs> and then he told me that a baboon was rubbing his ass on a rock on a hot day. And then he told my the one about my sister being born with a bunch of flowers that were sprouting out. <laughs> yeah, that was my old man. <laughs> so wait, let me let me clarify. So it was your brother that popped out of a hobo's butt when the boxcars crashed together. And, and your and, and your birth story was uh oh and your birth your birth story was what, Robbie? A bad boom sitting on a hot rock rubbing his ass on a, on a hot day. <laughs> but your sister was a uh, sprouting of flowers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, have yeah. you ever like uh, had any interest in contacting the baboon, maybe getting in touch with your, your birth baboon? Yeah, I want to get some friggin' blood tests done, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, it was good to I'm talk a, to I'm you. I'm a silver. I'm a silver hair. <laughs> Well, oh man, there we go. R.I.P. Robbie, what a priceless man he was. R.I.P. Robbie, incredible.